Welcome to part two of today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, uh, with Brian Gaynor again, VP of Innovation at Forefront. Excited to talk to him about uh, the current situation that uh, we're all dealing with and how Forefront is helping teams and leagues and their clients navigate through this situation. Uh, It is certainly different for everyone um, based on the timing of the year, timing of the seasons, when things are starting, when things aren't. Um, and Brian hopefully has some insights and advice to share with those who uh, are, are, we're just kind of thinking about what's next, right? Everyone's got some anxiety about it. Um, so Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, excited. Jake, and excited to dive into uh, all things COVID-19. <laughs> so, y- you know, you guys, uh, being in the agency world, uh, probably have a little bit more of a free working space. And so you probably have some at home, uh, working from home advice tips, uh, I would imagine. We try to, you know, uh, we've got a pretty relaxed environment. We really embrace, uh, family and, uh, kind of just being your best self. And so, uh, we've really focused on culture where we've got, you know, daily, uh, coffee chats where every day our team can get on and just, talk and talk about all things that are going on and then just trying to find little surprise and delights that we can either do for our employees or partners so we've been able to kind of manage uh working uh remotely pretty easily but um it's definitely been a little bit of an adjustment for everyone yeah and and as we're kind of awaiting you know how long this this may last um you know we're doing this podcast now who knows what, what's next, but, you know, as you guys are, as you guys are helping, you know, teams and leagues and and your clients navigate the situation, what's, you know, kind of the one or two things that you're really trying to to hammer home in terms of, um, you know, how they're just navigating, whether it's with their partners, whether it's internally, whether it's, um, you know, with their fans, et cetera? Yeah, great question. I think, um, you know, we're big fans of finding the advantage and the disadvantage. And as tough of a time it is, especially on the sales side, I think the situation does give, you know, create a lot of advantages for teams. Um, We found that there's more C-level executives that are available, you know, in their homes, just to pick up the phone and just call and see how they're doing, learn more about their family, be able to open or ask, questions on you know what are things their company is doing for their employees what are little things that you can do to make a difference in their lives from a personal standpoint and um, if anything it's a great moment in, in time to just be creative and disruptive and that creativity may not happen today um, but it could be three months down the line where they're coming to you saying hey uh, help me do something that's remarkable that's never been done before in sport and so think that there's a lot of you know a lot of good that can come out of tough tough situations like this and and I think that's what we we really try to help um, a lot of the teams and leagues we work with is is finding you know some of those advantages of those positive things that we can do that they typically wouldn't have the time or or focus to do um, outside of a situation like this yeah you mentioned in our part one of the episode how you know teams uh, and leagues are having to kind of catch up with the brands, right? They're about, you know, five years behind kind of thing. So what are some of the things that you guys are talking about in terms of, you know, there is some downtime, obviously there's certain people who are busier than others, but there, to your point, there's opportunities to 
take the time to really think through things on, you know, is there, is there something that can be more innovative or process done differently and, and time to reflect uh, in that sense of, of processes and how things will have to be adapted to. Uh, what are some of those things that you guys are, you know, throwing around the table? Yeah, I think one of the biggest areas is on the digital side and it's something we call the digital arena. Um, this moment in time, I think is really, um, giving teams and leagues an opportunity to look at their online fan base. What are all the ways they can help their brand partners reach and engage those fans online outside of your traditional digital and social posts? And so that's been an area that we've really looked to, to help a number of teams um, capitalize on is what we call a fan network of monetizing your fans around the world. And then I also just think it's been a great reset just to allow people to again, kind of be thoughtful or mindful in their approach and uh, really thinking about the people that they partner with and what makes them tick and what are like, what are smart, but thoughtful ways to reach out. Uh, even if you've got no reason for the call, but just um, that human to human connection. So I really think, um, you know, this reset on the digital side, on just the building strong personal connections, and then um, just on, you know, finding new ways to train and uh, empower your employees uh, virtually. You mentioned the digital world. What are, what do you think we're going to learn the most from an engagement perspective on the content side? Well, I think it's going to be really interesting. And if sports does start up again in Q4 and you've got all these events happening on top of each other, all taking place at the same time and, how do teams and leagues get really creative with how they break through? And so I really believe on the digital side, you know, we're going to see more teams and leagues start to get a lot more aggressive with, um, you know, the NBA for years has been talking about providing kind of a virtual season ticket uh, where fans around the world can uh, see the live action. I think we're going to see a lot more examples of that, of teams and leagues getting uh, more aggressive in terms of, new content, new access they can provide for fans online, new ways they look to monetize it. So I think it's going to be actually really exciting uh, to see a lot of the new digital things that will come out of the next two, three months, especially as everyone prepares for a, a very busy fall with a lot of events going on and everyone kind of fighting for a similar mind share. Yeah, no doubt. And, and the excitement around sports will probably never be greater as we get, as we get through this and come out of it. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, we focus on the present, right? Like we, we want to focus on the present, the future. Um, but when we, when we think about right now and the situations we're going through, there's a lot of skill sets that are being developed that just, you know, maybe something, maybe something you didn't have the opportunity to, build a skill set around because of the, just the nature of the situation allows for it or lessons that we're learning or things that we can apply to the future. You know, you talked earlier in the episode about opportunity and advantages. Um, what are some of the things that we're learning right now, just through the situation as a whole that you think can be applied uh, to the arena of sports uh, in the future? Yeah, great question. I think some of the things we're seeing is um, a number of NBA teams coming to us saying, Hey, we well, want to use this as a moment in time to, uh, yeah, really train uh, and empower our employees. So we're ready to roll. We're ready to go um, kind of, you know, once we um, kind of see what's around the corner. Uh, the same goes, um, you know, I think for a lot of teams looking to looking at their storytelling deck and their positioning, like knowing that a lot of the brand partnership dollars 
um, are going to be harder to get? How do we tell our story in new ways? Or what are new ways that we can find uh, a way to differentiate ourselves, whether that's internationally, whether that's through community, whether that's through aligning with other teams to make a difference in, um, in the community. So I think it's going to be a really nice pause for a lot of people to uh, just take a fresh look at everything that they're doing, know, knowing that we all in the sports world move really, really fast and to be able to pause and then um, identify maybe some of those things that you've always wanted to do, but you just haven't had time to do it or identify just new areas that grow your business, like on the, the digital side. And from, you know, the agency world that's constantly working with clients, um, you know, activating partnerships, et cetera, with no events, you know, are there, are there different ways in which things are going to be activated in the future? Um, you know, maybe whether it's less, less on site versus more digitally, socially, like you were talking about, um, you know, are, are there going to be different ways in which, you know, the, the, the sports world has to adapt for the business? Yeah, world? I think one of the areas I'm most excited about is hopefully seeing more teams and leagues be able to do things that make a true community impact. I know I've got two kids and unfortunately they can't play youth sports right now. There's a lot of, you know, um, charities in the community that are on the front lines right now. And I'm really excited to see kind of what teams and leagues do to uh, make a greater difference in the community with partners, especially coming out of all this. I think that'll be really key. And then just, um, I really think um, helping everyone uh, identify what are, what are new audiences we can get or new ways that we can reimagine our sport. Um, uh, so I really am excited to see just some of the risks that some leagues will take very similar to what UFC is considering with UFC Island and, uh, some other things. So it'll, I think it'll just be a, um, a great moment in time, kind of um, hopefully going into early next year with just leagues taking a fresh approach and um, just doing things a little bit differently. Yeah, you mentioned the community piece. And, and I think, you know, that's uh, other than the, the fact of working with great people, like you mentioned, mentioned in part one, uh, it's the community in which sports affect um you know, the greater amount of people, uh, I think is why we all are kind of in it, right? And the ability to bring people together to rally around a common cause, I think to your point, um, then associating some brands that make sense to, to tell a story, I think is, is certainly uh, something that we're all looking forward to seeing, like you mentioned. But what are you know, the challenges that come with that as well, right? I mean, there's going to be some communities that are impacted more than others. And there's going to be some communities that have more ability for sport than others, right? If you're a, if you're a town, um, you know, or a city with only a minor league baseball team, and, and then the minor league baseball season doesn't happen in time, right? And you don't have any other sports like, a, you know, a major city like Chicago has everything going on in, in all parts of the year, what are some of those challenges you think teams and leagues are going to face? Well, I think the thing that was really enlightening for me was that first week, kind of once the, the COVID-19 announcement started to come through, I was really blown away by uh, the Minnesota Twins, the Portland Trailblazers, minor league baseball. Like in that kind of moment of shock, everyone was focused on how do we do the right thing for the community? How do we make a difference? And it was an organizational focus, not a community from like a departmental standpoint. So 
I really think, you know, at the end of this, it's going to allow a lot more um, teams and leagues to really look at community from an organizational standpoint and what are new ways we can impact the community, promote and support local businesses, truly be kind of that front porch um, that, you know, in the past, um, they may say, hey, we've got a community marketing team and we support these two or three causes. But I think we're going to see more teams and leagues really do community in a big way and look at it organizationally. And um, uh, and hopefully, um, you know, a lot of communities will really benefit from that uh, from that support. Yeah, I know, you know, one example in, in, in Arizona, they've kind of come up with this hashtag all AZ and all the teams have kind of gotten together to represent as, as one unit, which I think is pretty neat. Um, you know, in terms of kind of the future and what's lying ahead, uh, the uncertainty is always something that people kind of have in the back of their mind, right, of, of how to deal with it. Um, and leaning on other teams and organizations that are going through the same thing, kind of like you mentioned at the beginning of, of episode one of like, like, yes, sport might be different in culture and different, in, uh, different perspectives, different things in, in different places, but everyone's still going through the same thing, same challenges, same obstacles. So um, as you suggest to others, you know, to connect with, with ones in the same space, um, different, you know, different locations, what are some of the things that you guys are suggesting from a relationship standpoint, how to kind of keep up with your network and, and ultimately um, be able to share best practices as everyone's kind of going through this in the same, in the same Yeah. Manner? I think what we try to preach to everyone in our company is yes, yeah, spend the first hour, hour and a half of your day, just picking up the phone and calling people, um, moving away from text, moving away from email, just person to person, listen, what, and asking questions, what is your biggest challenge? What's your biggest opportunity? What's one thing you've wanted to do for your employees that you haven't to date? Um, what are you know some little fun creative things culturally that have worked? And I think the more that we've gotten focused um, kind of back down to the basics, what are the little things that make a big difference? Um, that's where we've seen the most success. And the partners we work with that focus on their employees and partners as true people, um, are the ones that I feel like have gotten the most buy-in and the most people that have responded positively. Um, so I'm really encouraged to, uh, you know, even see for our company, but many others just, um, just having a really good reset, both on kind of the work front and the home front, and hopefully how it um, just helps us all um, really focus on kind of what matters most. And that's just doing great things with great people and making amazing things happen. No, that's, that's awesome. As we wrap up the episode, uh, one last question for you in that uh, as we all look forward, right, and we, we're looking at, at it optimistically, positively, um, what's one of those things that you think is going to come uh, out of this as kind of a surprise or man, this is going to, this is really going to shape sports differently for the years to come. I'm really excited about women's sport and kind of how that's going to really grow on the back end of this. I think if anything, this kind of flattens uh, the market a bit. Um, it kind of resets a lot of different teams and leagues and gives everyone an opportunity to break through, um, do new creative things, reposition themselves and going right into co uh, the coronavirus 
we helped um, uh, Cricket Australia sell out a women's cricket match. 90,000 plus people. Katy Perry was the headliner on International Women's Day. It was the largest women's cricket event in the world. And um, I'm just, I, I really believe in the power of women's sports. So I'm excited to see kind of what the WNBA, the NWSL, um, a number of um, key women's sports leagues, how they use this as a moment in time to really uh, – uh, uh, take advantage of it and break through in new ways. So I would say that's the one that I'm most excited for is just um, seeing kind of the continued growth on, on that end. Yeah, that'll be neat to see as, uh, as they continue to grow and also as the build up kind of into the Olympics with 2021 as well. Right. And kind of that, that uh, fork at the road with, with, how those you know kind of collide as well couldn't agree more and uh thank you so much for for having me on and uh uh really have been, enjoyed the time <laughs>